This is Michael Fabiano, Senior Fantasy Analyst for SI.com slash fantasy. And now is the time to get ready for Sunday's full slate of action. And there's no better place to get in the game than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook is rolling out a can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? If you're new to DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the app now to scout their latest offers. Bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, a sportsbook that goes wherever you go. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SI when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week one, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code SI during sign-up. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. He's going to see his production decrease at least 15 to 20%, so I think he might actually be a fantasy bust in 2020. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson, Dr. Roto, and Michael Fabiano. What's up and welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. I'm your host, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and welcome to Fantasy Football 2020. Michael Fabiano and Dr. Roto, we got a full show on deck for you today as we get ready to break down tonight's first game and take a look at some week one stuff. Michael Fabiano, sir, welcome to 2020 Fantasy Football. Hey, man, we got here, right? It's It's been a struggle. There were some questions. We're here. Fingers crossed we get to the finish line. Dr. Roto, what's going on, my man? Another year doing fantasy football with you, brother. I know. Looking forward to it, exec. It's, uh, it's a great time, great night. Can't wait for the Texas and Chiefs. But guys are getting injured, and then Jonathan Taylor's spelling Marlon Mack. Oh, my God. So fantasy fantasy managers have a lot to worry about. Nobody said that it was worked. easy, Doc, right? Oh, my God, <laughs> for sure. No, and a lot going on, of course. Tonight's kickoff is the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs, the world champion Kansas City Chiefs with their quarterback, Pat Mahomes. Got that big lucrative contract on the DraftKings Sportsbook. They are laying nine points. The total comes in at 54 and a half we will get to that game shortly and break about break that down and talk about some of that but first let's hop in and talk about some of these week one injuries um miles sanders is probable with a hamstring injury fabiano what do you think you comfortable or are you looking for somebody else i mean i'm probably playing him because hell he was my first round pick or second <laughs> round pick at worst so 
I'm going right up to game time. I want to hear some reports in terms of whether or not he's going to be limited in his snaps. And if we do get those reports, I mean, maybe I fade him. Unlikely, though, I think this might affect Boston Scott. You could potentially use him and get him uh, in DFS as a bargain if there is a scenario where Miles Sanders is a bit limited. And again, guys, soft tissue injuries. What does Mike Evans have? Soft tissue injuries. It is going to be a headache over the first month of the season dealing with these soft tissue injuries. But it's it's a waiting game for those of us who have Miles Sanders. Let's see what happens when we get to Sunday, what his status is, if there's any limitations on the snaps that he plays. If he's free of limitations, I mean, he's obviously a go. If not, it really depends on what kind of backups you have at the running back position. Doc, when you look at Mike Evans, Buccaneers wide receiver, got that big game going down in the Dome with the with the Bucks and the Saints. Um, Mike Evans, Arians, uh, Bruce Arians said that Evans does not have to practice this week in order to play on Sunday. So it's going to be interesting to see what the deal with Mike Evans is this week. Head coaches are great because if it's a player like Justin Watson, he has to practice on Thursday. Otherwise, this dude's not playing. Mike Evans doesn't have to show up until Sunday at like 1245. And then he says to Arians, I'm in. So it's, uh, you know, coaches have different standards for different players. I think Mike Evans is very, very questionable. If I had a guess right now, I'm going to say 40, 60 in terms of him playing. If he doesn't play, I'm just going to throw a name out. I really like Scotty Miller. He's been tearing it up in practice. He's a real sneaky play in DFS this week. So if you're doing your DraftKings lineups, get Scotty Miller in there if Evans is out. Uh, seasonal redraft leagues. Look, I, I think you have to be very careful with Evans. Even if he's out there, is he a decoy? I think this is a Godwin week. Interesting to see how that one will play out. Mike, David Montgomery, we just, we've discussed him on the pod before. The groin injury, he's coming into the week questionable. Right, and if he's unable to go, well then suddenly, hello, Tariq Cohen. Uh, they're going to use Ryan Nall, and I feel like he might be a deep, deep, and I'm talking about the deepest of deep sleepers, uh, in DFS this week because he will see touches if David Montgomery can't go. But Tariq Cohen's got a nice history against the Detroit Lions. He's given you 13-plus fantasy points in four of his last five games against them. And if we're looking at opportunities, and opportunities are king in fantasy football, when Tariq Cohen is going to have maybe a few more opportunities than he would have originally had if Montgomery were going to go. But again, a name to watch, deep leaguers, Ryan Nall. DeAndre Swift, Detroit Lions running back Doc, is probable with a hip injury. Adrian Peterson and Carrion Johnson also on the roster. Yeah, and when you say probable, it's probable he won't be in my lineups this week. <laughs> it's not that I don't like DeAndre Swift. I do. I just am not sure this is the week to play him. I mean, the salary is nice on DK, $4,900. It's, it's, it's enticing. But look, Carrion is healthy. They bring in AP. I think there's a lot of reasons why they do that. So I think this is a week for me not to play Swift. Brandon Cooks, Houston Texans wide receiver, is questionable with a quad injury, Mike. Boy, I tell you what, Brandon Cooks, you talk about just been a fantasy disappointment throughout his career. Is a quad a soft tissue? I believe it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, it, it, it's just gonna keep just gonna keep coming in and coming in, and that's exactly what we're gonna be dealing with. But now nah, he's a fade for me. The matchup is bad too. Listen, the the Kansas City Chiefs are one of the toughest defenses in the National Football League last year against receivers lined out wide. Randall Cobb is likely to be the slot guy there in Houston, and I think he might be uh, an underrated play in DFS because you're going to pay for Will Fuller, who, again, the matchup's not great either if Cook is out and the target chair is, is going to clearly go in Fuller's direction. So a lot of people are going to be putting him into the lineups, and you also, of course, have you know the, the whole garbage time situation. But it's also raining 
in Kansas City. And there's a chance it could be raining during the game. So I don't know if that's going to slow down Houston's offense. I mean, you're not fading any Kansas City Chiefs, but if the rain is an issue, well, that's something you're going to have to watch out here uh, once we get closer to kickoff. A.J. Green is probable with a hamstring. Doc, I feel like A.J. Green doesn't want to play football no more. (laughs) And I don't want to play A.J. Green, so the feeling's mutual. Um, so I just look, I think Tyler Boyd is the number one there. I think AJ Green is the number one in, in name and reputation, but I'm telling you, I think a, a really tremendous draft pick this year was T Higgins because between John Ross and AJ Green, you got to think between both of them, they miss about eight to 12 games and T Higgins going to end up playing a lot. So I, I'm taking a big pass on AJ Green this year and, and this week for sure. All right, guys, let's get ready to get, hop in here and break it down. The Houston Texans and the Kansas city chiefs, they kick it off tonight. Listen, the Brandon Cooks thing we discussed, I'm not, I listen, I just, all the talent, but it seems like he never really is a fit for fantasy. And why has he spent so much time on different teams? That's always been kind of weird to me about him. But when you look at David Johnson, Fabiano, how do you mm-hmm. feel about David Johnson coming into the season? I think he could have a little juice. I hope so. David's a good dude, man. And he is motivated like never before because a lot of people uh, disrespected him last year. And I understand there, there were some runs last year where he was, obviously banged up. He was, he looked like he was running with a piano on his back. I mean, let's be honest with you, but bottom line here is that new start change of scenery. He's going to be featured in this offense. And in terms of RB twos, like, I mean, David Johnson was being drafted as one of the top guys in the RB two category. So he, he is a go this week guys is going to be chalk for a lot of fantasy owners out there. You're starting who you drafted to start bottom line, David Johnson, if he can avoid injuries, he can end up being a very nice RB2, maybe even push into the RB1 conversation, but that's a big if. Right now, he's healthy. He's ready to roll. And in a game where weather could be an issue, you know, DJ should see some touches, man. Also, right quick before I hop over to Dr. Roto, because I want to ask Doc about what's about to go down tonight. Um, don't make, People, make sure that you have your players that's playing in tonight's game. Make sure they're not in your flex spot in case we have some injuries concerns that we smart, have to go through very smart. and face throughout the weekend. You want to be able to keep that flex open in case of A.J. Green or something like that is out. All right, Dr. Roto, I remember a couple years ago the Kansas City Chiefs went into the New England Patriots on an opening Thursday night, and a young man named Kareem Hunt became an instant fantasy stud. Is that going to happen tonight? Uh, I, I hope so. If anybody has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on their team, it's it's possible. I want to get to Fab's point. I, I think uh, David okay. Johnson's in a great spot tonight. I think especially with Cook's really questionable. I think this is a Johnson game. And of course, Bill O'Brien wants to show that that trade had some meaning. So he gets touches. I mean, look, I, I think that Hilaire is in a real Edwards-Hilaire is in a I don't worry about rain when it comes to the Chiefs. I don't worry about rain because people always worry about weather. And I always think that weather favors the offense. And weather certainly has to favor Patrick Mahomes, right? Because he knows where he's going. He knows where his players are going. So I, I just worry about potential injury. But if our guys can come out of these the, the, tonight's game uh, healthy, then I'm going to be very excited. But I think this is a big night for Edwards Hilaire. And I think this is going to be a big night for the Chiefs. Let's just say you're in a 16-team league. Who are you playing, Mikola Hartman or Sammy Watkins, Mike? I'm on the Hartman bandwagon. I'm, and Watkins, you know, he, he's always just one big play away from having a monster impact in DFS because most people are not starting him in redrafts. Yeah. But just for me, man, I like the ceiling guy. Mikola Hartman, they drafted him for a reason. Remember, there was a lot of question marks about whether or not Tyree Kill would be playing, and that's part of the reason why they got him because uh, he compared so favorably uh, with Tyree Kill. 
Hardman's a guy that I really like, man. I know there's a lot of mouths to feed in Kansas City, so the consistency probably won't be there. But if I had to pick between the two, I'm going Hardman. Uh, Doc, is Will Fuller, like, is, can he be like the man tonight? Like, see, it's, it's a couple of things that's, that, 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 like, I want to talk to you about, both of y'all about. Sammy Watkins, he has never became the fantasy asset that he was supposed to be. And Will Fuller can be a very dangerous player. Will Fuller is a very dangerous player, right? I mean, he is, I don't want to say he's matchup proof, but I think he's pretty close because he's got that extra gear and Deshaun Watson has that escapability, right? So when the rush is coming, he moves around and all of a sudden Fuller's hanging out about the two yard line and that bomb comes and Will Fuller comes down with it. So I think that he's in play every week. I think the guy that people might not be thinking about tonight is Randall Cobb. I think Randall I like Cobb that. is a really good route runner. I think he's a really smart player. And I think he is going to be somebody that Deshaun Watson looks to throughout the season. So if you're looking for a play in the showdown, I, I think Randall Cobb is a real sneaky play tonight. Mike, what I like about Cobb is he's the type of receiver like he's the quarterback's best friend. Mm-hmm. He always knows to where to be when the quarterback is in trouble. Right. And that's why I mentioned him earlier, man. Like he yep. could be that sneaky play for the Houston Texans uh, in DFS, maybe in some deeper redrafts. Because as I mentioned, Kansas City, I mean, they were one of the two or three toughest teams against receivers that were split out wide last year. They weren't as effective uh, and dominant against slot receivers. So keep that in mind. And as you mentioned, hey, Randall Cobb could be Deshaun Watson's best friend. We understand uh, that there is some explosive ability in Will Fuller, but. Oftentimes, Will Fuller is all or nothing. So this is a bad matchup. A lot of people are probably playing him as a wide receiver three. I get it as a flex. I understand. I get it. Uh, This could end up being a game where Houston's got to play from behind, maybe some garbage time in the second half. Totally understand that. But if you're looking for that sneaky play, you know, I agree with Doc. You know, Randall Cobb is certainly on on the radar. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Dr. let's do it. Come on now. There you how, go. About the how about them Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys open up their Super Bowl season to uh, <laughs> Sunday night when they go to Los Angeles. See, they want to see Doc what they wanted to do, Doc. They wanted to bring America's team to open up that big new fancy stadium in Los Angeles. But you know, pandemic is going pandemic, so it's going to be empty out there. <laughs> but you do get the Dallas Cowboys. You do get MVP candidate. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Mike McCarthy, and on the other side, the Los Angeles Rams got a couple nice players too, Doc. What 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 stands out to you in this game right here from a fantasy purpose? You know, I, I like how you're loving Mike McCarthy. You didn't love him when he was a Packers head coach, but you'll love him now when he's the Cowboys. <laughs> well, love him well, well, we're, we're kind of, we were kind of soured on uh, Jason Garrett, so anybody was going to be an improvement there. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine yeah. that. Uh, you know, I think what I'm looking at for the Cowboys is target share, right? Is it Gallup? Is it Lamb? Is it Cooper? Is it Jarwin? Dak can go in a hundred different directions. Where's it going to go? But we know that Zeke has to feed. You got to feed Zeke, right? Because if he's not getting fed, he's not happy. So you know he's getting his 25 touches. Where are those targets going? That's what I'm keyed in on. Mike, the thing that knocked me against Mike McCarthy and his successful years in Green Bay was he didn't run the football enough. He can't possibly ignore Ezekiel Elliott, right? Uh, no, I mean, that's <laughs> not going to happen. And let's not forget Zeke's a pretty good pass catcher too. I mean, no a doubt. couple of years ago, he had over 70 catches. So this is not a guy who's a one dimensional player. And Mike McCarthy, I would argue never had a running back as good in green Bay. I mean, my apologies to, to Amon green, but you know, Zeke Elliott is, is on another level. So now he's going to be utilized big time. I wouldn't worry about that one bit. What I'd be excited about is the receivers. Now, 
I will tell you this. I would be fading Mari Cooper if I had another option this week against Jalen Ramsey. That is a bad matchup. And Amari Cooper has had his issues with elite cover corners during his time in the National Football League. Maybe that means CeeDee Lamb has a bigger game. Maybe that means Michael Gallup is the guy to start out of that Cowboys wide receiver group. But that Cooper versus Ramsey matchup has me a little bit concerned for Coop. What do you think about that, Doc? Can you, when you, would you consider benching Amari Cooper because of Jalen Ramsey? You know, that's a really great question. Seriously. Because there, Rams, there are a few guys that are just so good defensively that you have, like Patrick Peterson, Jalen Ramsey, I would argue Darius Slay, Stefan Gilmore, that you just question it. Do you bench Cooper? If you're ever going to do it, this is the week to do it. Because I think you, what you do is look for the upside. So I say that Amari Cooper goes five for 50. All right, let's say I'm right, let's say I'm wrong, but let's give him 10, 12 points, something like that. I look at the rest of my roster and I say, do I have a guy that can give me more than that that I feel comfortable with? So let's just say it's Deontay Johnson. I have him as my fourth receiver. Well, I think Deontay Johnson against the Giants could have a big week. So yes, I might start Deontay Johnson over Amari Cooper. But would I start, you know, Zay Jones or some random guy? Of course not. <laughs> Zay, so is I think he still you gotta in the league, careful. Zay Jones? <laughs> yeah, he, I, he's somewhere. He's like the 18th receiver or Greg Ward, for example. Like, would I yeah. start Greg Ward? No. I mean, you got to go with Cooper. You go with your studs unless you've got a guy on your bench who's a little better. Yep. Don't forget, you can get all the latest um, information on rankings, weekly rankings, if you sign up and become a member of SI Fantasy Plus. All right. On DraftKings Sportsbook, Mike. Mm-hmm. Our guy, Dak Fabiano. I mean, Dak Fabiano. <laughs> Dak, Dak Fa- Prescott. I, I like the sound. Maybe, maybe I, like I should that. go That's by a good Dak nickname. Fabiano. <laughs> it is Dak Fabiano. How about that? Dak Prescott plus 1,400 to win the MVP. Listen, man. Yeah, I hope it happens. I'd, I'd love that. I mean, number one's got to be what? Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I mean, they, they've got to be. So know, Mahomes at plus 400. Up, right. Jackson at plus 700. Wilson at plus 800. Then Dak Prescott. And imagine if that happened. I, I would say this. It's good and bad if you're a Cowboys fan. It's great because if he has an MVP season, that means that the Cowboys, heck, they may be going to the Super Bowl, right? That would be amazing. But imagine how much money Dak Prescott's going to want if he wins the MVP. I mean, we're talking forty million a year plus, dude. So that, but he's in the he's in the he's in the mix. Here's the problem: the Cowboys got to step up. Last year was one of the most disappointing seasons as a Cowboys fan that I can remember. Because almost everybody was predicting the Cowboys are going to be Super Bowl contenders. They're going to win the NFC East going away. And guess what happened? We were a, a crappy 500 team who got beat by the Jets. All right. So nothing's ever for certain with Dallas. But Dak Prescott's got to be in the conversation for MVP. If there is ever going to be a year where Dak is going to be motivated to play his best football, it's this year. You know why? Because the money's on the line, guys. And you got the quarterback, you got the guy in there, Mike McCarthy, to coach him up. That's Doc, right. back to this game right now. Cam Akers, is he in your starting lineup this week? Yeah, well, yes. That's that's a tough one, too. But, yes, I, I think he is. You know, McVeigh is threatening the three-headed hydra that, that you always never want to hear. You know, we're going to go with the committee this week. But Akers is the best guy in this committee. So what I'm hoping is that he breaks off, you know, a 15-yard run, if that's possible, against the vaunted Cowboys defense. Guys, I'm not sure that's possible. Joking. But if he can get that 15-yard run, then maybe you stay with Akers. And now all of a sudden he's getting a five-yard run. Now he's getting a catch out of the backfield. And all of a sudden, Malcolm Brown is not looking so good anymore, is he, Sean McVay? So I think that Akers is a guy you start. 
Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think Cam Akers gets out there, gets in, gets it going. One thing that we did see, and Mike touched on it about the disappointments of the Dallas Cowboys last year, a lot of it was due to that defense. Chris Richard's defense did not show up and play how they did the year before. We saw some downward play from those two young linebackers. They got to get back to where they need to be if the Dallas Cowboys really want to make that next step. Speaking of making that next step, a lot of people are secretly whispering and talking about the Arizona Cardinals this year. They opened up in San Fran division matchup against the 49ers. Got a big total coming in and under. Uh, you got a big total coming in on the DraftKings Sportsbook at 48, Mike. And I'm looking at this. I think that the Cardinals can actually pull an upset on this one. Nothing would shock me, to be quite honest with you. And people may look at that matchup and think, whoa, can I start Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray went bananas against the Niners in two games last year. I remember because in one of those games, I had recommended people to sit him in Stardom and Sit him. By the way, the original Stardom and Sit him, not that garbage on NFL.com. And yeah. I got burned all day long on that one. So Murray, and now he's got Nuke. And, you know, Nuke just got a nice big deal. Congratulations to him. This should be a, a pretty high-scoring game. Although, the Niners, you, you, guys, you guys want a, a potential sleeper on that side. Kendrick Bourne. Right now, Brandon Ayuk and, and Debo Samuel, we don't know what's going on with them injury-wise and if they're going to be able to go out there and play this weekend. Kendrick Bourne, who, by the way, was in my celebrity fantasy football draft this past week, who drafted himself in the second round. Don't judge, because most players in fantasy football leagues are going to take themselves in the first or second round. I get it. But imagine Kendrick Bourne, a guy who has said, I think I'm going to be utilized more in the red zone this year. I think I'm going to be utilized more often uh, in terms of the target share this year, especially early on when we've got some guys banged up. Kendrick Bourne's not that expensive in DFS. You know what's interesting, Doc, and I, and I like the Kendrick Bourne talking all of that stuff. Our buddy, Jake Seeley, he always says, buy the cake and not the icing. <laughs> when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo's the cake. And is I, 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 I'm trying to figure out Jake's uh, thing there. Uh, so basically, basically it's like there's so I mean, many, it's so many most parts. the icing? I don't know. It's so many parts to the offense. This get the main piece. And the main piece, I guess, would be Garoppolo, right? No, it'd be George Kittle, especially against the Cardinals, who haven't covered a tight end since 1993. Uh, so, you know, Jermaine I, I, Gresham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's another, another career ruined by Bruce Arians. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you think about it, look, I, I think people are forgetting a couple of things. Uh, Buckner's not there anymore. I think that's going to be big. I think the defensive back coach is not going to be there. I think that vaunted 49ers defense played so well last year. Can they repeat? I don't think so. Okay, so right there, I think you're going to see San Francisco in some more uh, more wide-open contests. And, and look, the Cardinals, this is a big game for them, right? They bring in Hopkins. Now they have Drake. Kyler's ready to step up. And I don't question their offense at all. I question their defense. Is their defense ready to play? This is a good opportunity. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I have no problem in, in DFS if you want to stack this game. I think if you want to go with Jimmy G at 5,800, I, I like where that's going. You might get 3X there, which on DraftKings could make you my rich friend. All right, um, Mike, another big one in the Dome. Down in, I, wish, I, wish, I wish the Dome would have been. The Dome would have. Can you imagine how the Superdome would have been on Sunday afternoon with a Tom Brady-led oh, Buccaneer know, team man. coming to that joint for week yeah. one? 
it would have been lit. It would have been rocking. But hopefully at some point during the season, we can see the Superdome lit up like that down there in New Orleans. Uh, DraftKings has a total at 48 and a half. The Buck, I mean, excuse me, the Saints are a three and a half point favorite, Mike. Now, listen, you got a lot of fantasy options in this game. But how excited are you to be looking at Tom Brady versus Drew Brees? And tell me some other, some of your other thoughts on this contest. Oh, man, very excited. Really, really excited. Uh, a couple of things that you want to watch out for. Now, again, week one, so it's probably chalk. Uh, you're, you're starting the guys you're starting. Drew Brees is a guy that you have to have in your lineup this week. He may not necessarily be your weekend and week out starter, but this is a great matchup. Tampa Bay was awful against the pass last year. Part of it had to do with Jameis and his picks. I understand that, but still, really all we can do is go off of last year's, last year's data uh, going into a week one. So Brady also, considering, well, potential for high-scoring game, he is a guy that I have in my top 10 quarterbacks this week, so he is a stardom, no question about that. The Buccaneers' backfield, though, Man, I'd be fading everybody. I don't. I, Leonard Fournette could come out and, and end up having a big game. We don't know. Bruce Arians is somebody that we can't trust. Okay, we know it from back in Arizona with the whole Andre Ellington's going to get a lot of touches. BS, right? And now from this preseason and during the during camp, oh, Ronald Jones is my main man. Uh, but we're signing Leonard Fournette, who's better. So you can't really you can't really tell what Bruce Arians is sort of thinking, right? And he's even said Fournette could have a solid role this week. I don't know what that means. All I know, two things. I'm, I'm a little bit confused about that backfield right now, and I think everybody is. And New Orleans was really good against the run last year. Uh, you guys mentioned Scotty Miller. We don't know what's going on with Mike Evans. So he could end up being an under-the-radar DFS play. I agree with Doc. I agree with you guys on that one. No question about it. Gronkowski this week, I guess I'd play him in a 10- or 12-team league and sort of see what happens. On the other side, it's all chalk. You're starting the guys you're starting. You're starting Breeze. You're starting Kamara. You're starting Michael Thomas. I mean, Jared Cook's in the mix there, too, because why? High scoring game potentially here. So I feel like this one could be and and this game will be the the litmus test for whether or not no preseason helped offenses more or defenses more. Because both of these teams have the potential to score a ton of points. And New Orleans defense pretty good. And the Buccaneers defense against the run, pretty good. You're playing Camara, uh, maybe not Latavius Murray, but I'm really interested to see what happens. If this game comes out and it's like 17 14, I'm gonna be like. Whoa, That'd man. That'd be a major disappointment. No, no preseason doubt about it. really helped the defense, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Arians is a rolling stone. Be very careful when you're listening to advice mm-hmm. from Bruce Arians sitting at the podium. Dr. Roto, do you put, would you start, would you fade Amari Cooper and play Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah, I, th- I think I would. I, but I, I think people are underrating the Bucks defense. And I think it was addition by subtraction. Vernon Hargraves, lazy. Carlton Davis, not lazy. Carlton Davis is, is going to be, by the end of the season, my prediction, the next shutdown corner in the NFL. Okay? Mm. I like their, their uh, linebacking core. Yeah, visionary right there. Mm-hmm. I like their linebacking core. I think the Bucks are one of my top defenses. I don't like them this week. Okay? Not this week, but moving forward. And they've got that week 13 bye week, which I absolutely love because that means you don't have to cut them. I, I like the Bucks here. Now, Emmanuel Sanders is a great route runner. I mean, Michael Thomas is going to see the Carlton Davises of the world each and every week. So, yes, I think Sanders is. So, for an example, if I think Cooper is going to get 10 points this week or maybe 12, I think Sanders is a lock to get 10 or 12. I feel more and, and what I would think would be a, a more high scoring game, which is why I think, I, yes, I would start Sanders over Cooper this week. Would you agree with that, Mike? Boy, I tell you that you're pulling at the heartstrings here with uh, with the Cowboys. <laughs> Sorry I, I about mean, that. <laughs> like, so for me, Sanders is a little bit too much of a risk. I like the matchup, obviously, 
But like, I'm thinking more along the lines of like a Deshaun Jackson. Like that's that. If I'm talking about a player who maybe you wouldn't otherwise be starting over Amari Cooper, uh, but you're deciding to do that this week, it would be Deshaun Jackson against Washington. Uh, he has had a great, great track record for absolutely just dominating in revenge games. And the matchup is very good last year. Washington gave up 11 touchdowns to receivers split out wide on their home field. So uh, the matchup is there. So like Sanders is probably a doc. You're a little, you're a little bold there for me. And, and maybe it's going to work out for me. It's more of like the Deshaun Jackson types who uh, are, are going to see opportunities because there's injuries ahead of them and the matchup's very good. And you got that revenge game factor as well. Look, I, I think that exec and, and fabs, you know, it's, it's a mindset. And I think in most people's home league, they'd be crazy to not start Cooper, right? You start Cooper, it's the smart play. When I think, and when I give advice, I'm trying to think high stakes wise. I'm trying to go for that $200,000. I'm trying to go for that championship, right? Mm -hmm. And I look at the upside there. And so, I mean, when I make a play like that, it's, you know, it's the visionary play. It's the guy who I think that can give people more. It's not necessarily what I perceive. I mean, Cooper is the better player. No and people have to understand that, that sometimes you have to sit the better player and you need to take risks, but you don't want to take silly risks. You want to take smart risks. Our guy, Fantasy Frankie, he does the SI Gambling Podcast with me. That show is also presented by the good people at DraftKings. He has a, well, let me not say that. He has a, he has an affinity for Calvin Ridley going into the season. And I also share that affinity for Calvin Ridley going into the season. It gets started. On Sunday afternoon, when the Seattle Seahawks visit the Atlanta Falcons, the DraftKings total is 49, Mike. And listen, I think this Falcons team can I think this Falcons team can win that division. That's how good I think they can Ooh, be this year. Really? You, wow, that's bold, man. The all, the defense auto-corrected when Dan Quinn gave up the play calling last year, and they played much better down the stretch than when they started. You look mm -hmm. at the pieces on defense. I do think Ridley is ready to explode this year. Listen, I think they beat. I think they come out and get a flat-up, straight-up win over the Seattle Seahawks. So I'm all in on my Falcons, and I think Todd Gurley could be in for a big year too because there's nobody behind him. No, I like Todd Gurley. And and this week, I like, it's all about whether or not the knee holds up, man. I mean, that's, yep. that's basically what we have to consider. But think about the matchup this week. Familiar foe, Seattle Seahawks. Last four games, over 18 fantasy points per against that team. He knows the team very well. Atlanta, you would think this is going to be a higher scoring game. He'll have some opportunities in the red zone. And as you mentioned, I'm not worried about Brian Hill. I ain't worried about Edo Smith, okay? And Todd Gurley is, is right up there. He's my start of the week at the running back position. He's a player you drafted to likely be a starter, but you drafted thinking, hmm, is this really going to work out for me? I feel like in week one, it certainly will. What do you didn't think, you guys, by the way, didn't you guys like A.J. Brown more than Calvin Ridley? I'm just asking that question. I did. I, I like had, Calvin I had Ridley. AJ Brown, I had A.J. Brown ranked maybe three or four spots ahead of Ridley. Exactly. Go back to the tape on that one, dude. You and, and you and Fabs are all over A.J. Brown and killing me for Calvin Ridley. I don't think that was Ridley. Calvin Ridley's a stud, dude. Stud. And you watch this year. If I could take one crazy prop bet, if I could get good odds at the DraftKings Sportsbook, I would take the odds where Calvin Ridley is going to have more receiving yards than Julio Jones this year. Whoa. Hey, now. If I can get like 50 or 60 to one on it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, but Doc, if, if Fantasy Frankie, our boy Frankie Fatstacks, is saying that Calvin Ridley is going to overtake Julio Jones as the top option in that game. And everything that I'm hearing out of that camp down there, they say Calvin Ridley looks amazing. 
He does. He's a star. And the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about it is that Julio Jones is still there. We need, if you have Calvin Ridley, which I literally do in like 16 out of 20 leagues, I think you need Julio Jones to stay upright all year so he can draw that top cornerback. Calvin Ridley on a sec on a, a, two, a number two cornerback is an absolute mismatch. There's no way that Ridley, if he can stay healthy, doesn't get a thousand yards and nine or ten touchdowns. He is a great player who's ready to ascend into top, ooh, top eight status, maybe top ten this year easily. You think we see any DJ Dallas this week, um, Fabs? I hope not, because I have Chris Carson in a few weeks. <laughs> okay. Right, no, so I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I think it's going to be Chris Carson and it's going to be Carlos Hyde. But we've talked about this on the cast before. The first few weeks of the regular season, man, especially in some of these backfield with guys coming off of injuries, like you could see guys that we project to be featured backs for the course of the season start off maybe with not the touch share that you were hoping. And Chris Carson could be one of those guys. I mean, the rookies, you know, we talk about Cam Akers, could be one of those guys. Heck, Daryl Williams is moving on up in high stakes. And I love Clyde Edwards Lair. I think we all do. But to start the season, I see a lot of Daryl Williams in DFS play. Why? Not sure if Clyde Edwards Lair is going to get the full workload in week one, man. These are all things that we've got to learn. We're all in this together. So uh, I feel like if you're if you're looking for big performances from guys like that, like, you know, say, for example, the Cam Akers, I'd flex him this week. But Malcolm Brown's probably going to be the starter at some point, hopefully sooner than later. The cream is going to rise to the top. But it's going to take a little bit, folks. Same thing goes for guys like Marlon Mack, Mark Ingram. Yes. Guys that got young backs behind yeah. them. Yes. You should still be going with those, with those, uh, with those starters. Or, you know, with the more experienced veteran players that have been in these systems and know what's going on. So that's how I look at it and break that stuff down. Oh, what else we got this week? Oh, the Zach Moss, Devin Singletary is still Devin Singletary. But these young players are going to be coming, Doc. But I think, like 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 Fab said, I think you mentioned it earlier, this is kind of a week to go chalk. Let's just kind of get the feel and see what's going on before we start, maybe about a month or so, really starting to see what this season is going to shape up and look like. Yeah, I agree. So if I'm playing on DraftKings, I think Taylor's interesting. If I'm playing on, on other sites, maybe Mac may be more interesting because he could get the goal line carries. I, I like Zach Moss. I think you're right. I think in terms of the running back play, not so much the receivers and the targets, but the running backs, you really want to see that touch share, right? Is, is Zach Moss getting 13 carries and Singletary 11, or is it vice versa? So if there's any one thing I'm really keying in on this week, it's that. You know, it's the backfields. It's the Chargers backfield. How many rushing attempts is Eckler getting? What about Joshua Kelly? We know that Anthony Lynn likes him. Does he get an opportunity? You know, so I think there, there are a lot. I mean, and now in Jacksonville, Ozigbo's on the IR. You know, all these. Uh, James, Robinson, James Robinson. He's going does he crazy in early fabs. Yeah. In early fab, yeah. in early oh, fab yeah. bidding, his prices is going crazy. Yep. He went for $100 in the Scott Fish Bowl. I mean, somebody really gave all their money for, for, for Robinson this Wait week. Wait a minute. So. 100 bucks. Yeah, the whole crazy. thing, the whole thing, wow. the whole enchilada went for yeah, Robinson. No, I, I I put in some fab, and number one, I fab just drives me nuts because when you're in fourteen that freaking leagues, it takes forever to do fab bids. But that's a lot of money, man, for James. I mean, uh, injured reserve is not. It doesn't mean you're going to be out for the entire season. I mean, this is maybe three weeks. So, ooh, but uh, James Robinson is the player to watch, man. Hey, so listen, we'll, we'll we'll touch on this and then we'll get out of here because especially when it, I'm glad we brought this up when it comes to fab bidding and using and allocating your fab funds. Now, my thing is this. You can't take the money to the gentleman's club with you. You know what I'm saying? It's virtual <laughs> money. So you might as well go ahead and blow through it. That's how I look at it. Because I always, you, 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 you get more 
if you have the player for longer as as opposed to waiting until week 12 and you sitting in there with $700. Well, you know, who are you waiting for to come off the waiver wire this late in the season? You know what I'm saying? Tim Tebow's not out there to go save your team. Mm-hmm. I've seen it work different ways. I have seen people blow big money and guys flop, but I've seen a player drop the whole $1,000 fab on Julius Thomas the night after he went crazy when Peyton Manning threw seven touchdown passes in the opening night. And I mean, the guy went in there and dropped his whole fab on Julius Thomas. And listen, it worked. What, where, I want to get y'all guys' opinion on spending fab early in the season before we get out of here. Mike, what do you think? No, I agree with you. I feel like you need to spend it earlier because, I mean, you're just sitting on it, right? At the end of the year, you don't want to have that situation. For me, to blow my entire budget on James Robinson, like I get it. I understand why. But, I mean, that I wouldn't do that. I, I put in a few bids for him. I didn't get him anywhere. Uh, I know Scott Atkins in one of our leagues, which I don't know exactly which one because I'm in too this many. Is one, it's one I shared a team with him. But Right. So And, and you guys put in a bid. It was – uh, maybe 30 or 40 bucks, right. For, for Robinson. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you like the guy and you think he's going to be the starter and the featured back throughout the course of the regular season, then hell go out and get him. That's just not something that, that I would do for a guy for, you know, like a James Robinson type. So, but it, it may end up bearing fruit. We'll see. But right now with Divina Zigbo out for, you know, at least the next three weeks or so, this guy looks like he's going to be the man in Jacksonville. Boy, how things change. What's up, Doc? How you spending that fab to start the season? Well, it's funny. I spent in the Fantasy Football World Championship in the Beat Dr. Roto League. I spent $78 on Robinson, and I got him. The next nice. highest bid was 75 so I like that. I am actually the opposite. I tend to save my money. Uh, I'm very uh, parsimonious, if you will, early on in the season because I think people spend on guys who don't necessarily pan out. And every year, there's always like a no Sean Moreno. There's always some guy who comes in in week 11 or 12 when I wish I had the 400 or $500 on, and then going into the fantasy playoffs, I'm able to, to, to strike at that point. So I tend to just, you know, I'll do dribs and drabs and dribs and drabs, and then somewhere in around week, I, I don't wait till week 13, that's too late. By that time, it's over. But somewhere in that weeks 8 through 11, I'll spend my money. Interesting stuff right there want to thank everybody for checking us out make sure you subscribe seeing some good numbers coming but it's the season is here now and it's time to kick it off shout out to all the good people at DraftKings. make sure that you do all your daily fantasy sports playing and your sports betting over there the number one mobile sports book the DraftKings one for my main man michael fabiano and dr roto i am Corey parson the fantasy executive we will be back with you next week to recap sunday congratulations everybody we made it to this point enjoy week one we are out